Welcome to episode 28 of the Coal Region Campfire. Sorry about last week, guys. Got a little hectic with uh, my main job and just a little scheduling conflicts, but we're back here this week with a great episode. We spoke with Nativity alum, Babson College alum, uh, Pottsville native, uh, George Halkovich uh, III, and he is an assistant. He's on the bench with uh, Villanova coaches, and unless you've been living under a rock for the last five or six years, you realize that Villanova is the most dominant program in uh, college basketball, and to see someone from Pottsville on the staff uh, is pretty impressive. So he took the time to talk with us today. Uh, great combo, uh, great guy. So even if you're not a Villanova fan, maybe from now on you can start rooting for him just for the Coal Region roots. Um, but before we get to George, uh, we have a message from Darren J. March. I knew that without even looking at it, his middle initial. Uh, <clears throat> he's a certified financial planner with Raymond James. Darren is a Pottsville native, a Pubs alum, which, uh, Darren, if you're listening, uh, George is a, is a Pubs alum too, so something in common there. He is a Pottsville native, has been advising clients for more than 17 years in Northeastern PA. He specializes in retirement planning and offers an independent, unbiased approach to investing. Raymond James does not offer its own investment products. This allows Darren to be able to structure a plan to fit your needs, not the needs of the firm. If you have a 401k or retirement plan from a former job, or if your advisor just doesn't keep in touch, give him a call for free, no obligation review at 570-640-8010 or darren.march at raymondjames.com. Raymond James Financial Services, member of FINRA SIPC, investment, investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. And now on to George. So first, thanks for taking the time. Um, so you have two national championships right now at Villanova, is that is that correct? Yes. So I know a lot of people will probably see you on the sidelines or on the bench there and they're saying, Oh wow, that's a that's a that's a great gig, man. He's he's a really lucky guy, which you are. But I think what what gets lost a lot of time is how much work you had to put in to get that. So if you could kind of take us through, I mean, so you went to Babson College and then you you started off as a GA in uh, 2008 with uh with Nova. I, I played college football, yeah. you know, at Division three. So I know that a GA job, I mean, you guys do the dirtiest, <laughs> grittiest work there is out there. So could you kind of just take us through, like, what were some of the jobs you were you were doing there? I mean, pr probably working 16, 17 hours a day on a daily basis. I mean, how hard was it to, to get your foot in the door there and, and kind of get started? Yeah, no. Um, so when I was in college at Babson, my uncle, uh, my mom's brother, Marty McCarthy, uh, was a walk-on in the early 90s for Coach Massimino. And Coach Wright was an assistant coach at that time. Okay. Um, so Coach Wright, my uncle, had always stayed in touch over the years. And uh, when I was in college, I kind of knew I had the itch to want to get into coaching. I talked to my uncle, and I said, hey, you know, I asked my college coach at Babson, Steve Brennan, I said, what do I have to do to maybe, you know, get a feel if I want to coach? He said, well, the best thing to do first is to work camps in the summer. So I called my uncle up. I said, Uncle Mark, can you just get me involved with maybe – work in the Villanova basketball camps. You know, I'd love to get get experience in coaching over the summer. And he said, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll call coach and see if he could bring you in. And uh, luckily enough, coach said, yeah, of course, you know, Marty, I'll, I'll have him come work for us. And I worked for a couple summers 
and then going into my senior year of college at Babson, um, I kind of knew at the time I was in a, a, a great position to maybe be, become a graduate assistant then. Um, so that's kind of how I got my foot in the door. And then I went through the process over the course of my senior year at Babson, uh, was admitted to the MBA program at Villanova, uh, and then started working 10 days after I graduated college um, on campus at Villanova. And yeah, like you said, uh, just you got to grind doing all the little things, um, class checks, staying on top of our guys, making sure they're taking care of their academic work and, you know, not falling behind and just continually being in their ear about, Hey, are you doing your schoolwork? Are you, you know, checking every class, making sure they're there. Um, and then at any time, uh, at any point of the day, if they wanted to get in the gym and just get a rebounder, you know, that's part of your job. You're in there as a graduate assistant rebounding, mm-hmm. You know, Scotty Reynolds was in there, a great player at Villanova, um, who, who helped lead us to a Final Four in 08-09. I remember my first summer, you know, I feel like he was testing me out almost. He's like, I'll see if this young boy can uh, can work the level I need him to. So he, was at, he had me at 5 a.m. Uh, every day pretty much getting shots up, and he had an unbelievable tireless work ethic. Um, and then, you know, like being in the gym at all times, accessible to our guys, whatever the coaching staff needed, you know, there was no job too big or too small. You do, you know, it's, you got to do whatever it takes. And, uh, and I've learned from the greatest coaches in the world at Villanova. And I'm so fortunate, whether it be coach Wright at the top, uh, Brett Gunning, who's now an assistant on the front of the bench for the Houston Rockets, um, was there that first summer with me. Billy Lang was a mentor of mine. who's a, a, a front of the bench assistant coach with the, Philadelphia 76ers, um, Chris Walker, a Villanova alum, all these great coaches who have kind of helped mold my, um, my uh, kind of like helped me along my path here at Villanova and, and all believed in me as a graduate assistant. Doug West, when he was an assistant here, all those guys, former player at Villanova, all like helped me grow um, and, and, and pushed me to be a coach at the same time of doing all those jobs you're required to do now you grew up you grew up a, a nova fan right like no questions right no questions my mom and dad were alums so, so yeah, i had no choice how was it when you got there i mean were you kind of pinching yourself like here's a team that you you know you idolized growing up and now you're you're on the on the coaching staff i mean was there a little bit of adjusting to that or you adjust pretty quick when you're when you're up at 5 a.m you know doing whatever it needs to be done yeah i think i think the initial feeling of like man I can't believe I'm here um was was definitely there and but but then right away you're like all right this is a job Um, I got to get to work you know I can't be sitting here saying oh I'm at Villanova this is the greatest thing ever I gotta I gotta show that I'm worth the investment that coach Wright is putting into me and allowing me to be part of the staff and um so yeah there's always a special place in my heart obviously um for Villanova uh, because it's been part of my life for my entire life. I mean, I knew the fight song. <laughs> I knew the fight song probably <laughs> before any other song I knew. So, um, you know, next to the Our Father and the Hell Mary, I think the Villanova fight song's right there. So, um, you know, I just, yeah, I have a special place in, in my heart, obviously, for Villanova. But, uh, you know, once you kind of get in the thick of things, like you said, being up at five and working and working your butt off, it kind of becomes reality quick. Sure. I mean, it's got to be a dream come true, though. I mean, 
you know, rooting for a team and then working for them, you know, 90 miles away. I mean, it's just, like I said, it's, it's, it's quite an awesome thing that you're doing. I mean, like I said, every time you were on Thank during you. the final four, I'm like, I know, I know that guy, you know, I'm, as I'm sure a lot of people do in Brasso, <laughs> but it, it's still neat. I, I was bragging. I, I worked down in uh, Philly, so I was, I did a lot of Villanova fans. So I was, I was bragging to them that I, that I knew one of the coaches. So I, you gave me some street cred. So thank you for that. Well, I appreciate that. No, Hey, I appreciate it. And it's funny because all of us, uh, all of us coal regioners and people from Pottsville, especially we all stick together. <laughs> so no, absolutely. It's, uh, we, uh, we were at the, uh, New York athletic club for an event where they honor the men's and women's championship coach in college basketball, um, last week. And, uh, Muffet McGraw was Notre yep. Dame's head coach. And, uh, Muffet was born in Pottsville. Obviously she moved pretty quickly after and then grew up in Philadelphia outside of Philly. But, um, Coach Wright, uh, as the speech is going along, um, Jack Swarbrick, the uh, athletic director at um, Notre Dame, gave the, the, the speech to introduce Muffet, and he talked about Pottsville in, as part of the speech. Oh, that's neat. And uh, so, um, yeah, just her little, like, story, you know, born in Pottsville, PA, and then brought up Pottsville again as, like, the birthplace of Muffet. And who would have thought where she'd be today, back then? Um, but... Coach Wright looked at me because he was going to be introduced next and then give his little thank you afterwards. And he's looking at me like Pottsville, you know, cause I'm so passionate about Pottsville. Sure. <laughs> coach Flan- coach Flannery played at Bucknell with coach Wright. Um, and was a senior when coach was a freshman. So coach Wright had a Pottsville guy on, on his college basketball team. So he knows how passionate we are about right, right, where right. we're from. And he always jokes with me about it. So anyway, he gets up on the on the uh, podium and says thank you. And he just said, you know, Muffet, I just want to say one thing. He's like, I, you know, one of our assistant coaches, George Halkovich, is from Pottsville, and I I didn't know you, you you were born there. And it's just amazing that that place is unbelievable. <laughs> you just all seem to find each other. You just all have each other's back, and you all seem to just find each other. It's an incredible place. Um, in front of, you know, all these people at the New York Athletic Club, this historic club on right off Central Park. So it was really cool just to have Pottsville mentioned in those uh, hollowed uh, walls, in between those hollowed walls of, of great sports tradition and history. Um, and, and I think it just speaks to the great tradition and history and appreciation we all have for home. No, absolutely. And, and you know, I was uh, tweeting during the Final Four, so you had, uh, you know, Muffet, she was the head coach of Notre Dame. You had you, and then you had Joe Bosak. Uh, he's a local graphic designer. He did the logo for the uh, final four. Yeah. So there's three well, people right Joe from Pottsville. And how about, there was a girl from North Schuylkill who was, um, oh, right. last name's Gownley, who sang the national anthem because they have four people in the first, on Saturday, Sing yeah. the national anthem. Four different people, four different students from each school, and they kind of do it all together. They break up the first parts of it, and then they all kind of come together at the end. And then Casey McDonald, no oh, right. alum, was on True TV doing the team cast as a sideline reporter. I've known Casey forever because Casey went to St. Pat's Parish, went to my grade school, went to Nativity a couple years after right, me. So right, right. She's she's doing a great job and working for Nesson up in Boston and. uh She's obviously very proud as well. So, yeah, and I got to, you know, she actually, uh, you know, was was there the whole time doing interviews, and I, I got to see Casey. I've got I've got to see Joe um, through last year at the Wooden Awards. 
no, excuse me, the Naismith Award. We were at this the breakfast. Josh Hart was nominated. Luckily enough, Jalen Brunson took it home this year. But last year, Josh Hart was a runner-up for the Naismith Player of the Year Award. We weren't in the Final Four last year, so we all went to the breakfast, and I ran into Joe and his son there, and uh, we were talking. So just so proud. Um, it's really cool. I, I get to see that little March Madness logo and some other logos. Oh, yeah. I, I always know when I see it, I'm like, yo, that guy's from Pato. That's a, <laughs> that's a guy from Schuylkill County. That's our t- Like, we got this covered. You know? I, I, it's cool. Yeah, we, we had, I always say we had the Final Four on lockdown. We had, we had everybody there. I mean, <laughs> five people. So you yeah, go from, it was, it was awesome. You, so you you do a GA for I think what two years is that what you did it for? Yeah, I did two years of a GA and then I got moved into a video coordinator position. Now what does that entail? Because I mean, obviously prepping all the game film, you know, for the week. Now the, I guess what that was 2010. So was that past the days where you actually had to drive and pick up a tape from an opposing player or opposing team, or, or was everything computerized by that point? Yeah, thank God it started to get computerized, but it was still little. It was still DVD world. Okay. So we were still living in DVD world. One of my biggest projects was getting us all digital um, as quickly as I could, <laughs> right. because I was like, "There's got to be a better way to do this." And there was, thank God. Um, but you know, there's horror stories from the past of tape decks and you know DVDs breaking and scratching and not playing and you know you know so anyway the video coordinator job yeah it's it's the oversight of the entire video operation whether it be making sure scouting um scouting information is all organized for the staff you get game films of future opponents you're going to play you break down film of the game post game of the game you just previously played so if you know, we play our game, you're staying up all night, breaking down all the plays, all the results. Now we can do that live during the game. We have a, a video coordinator does that live in oh, the wow. locker room. So it shows how far along it's come. But, um, yeah, it's, um, it's great. So that was the best learning experience I could possibly have in terms of my basketball IQ and acumen, um, just from a standpoint of seeing the game through a, a, a analytical mind of, of breaking down film and and watching plays and just watching all the little nuances um because you're not allowed on the floor in that job so you're you're, you're like in the dungeon you know like people talk about eric spolster started that way for the miami heat and they called his room the dungeon and it was where he learned the most about the game because you're just breaking down games of other teams you're about to play to help prepare the coaches and get them information they need you're breaking down your own personal stuff uh, for the team to have scout information ready for self-scout stuff that you do post-game. Um, and then whatever coaches' needs are at any time for practice film or, or you know, or so be it. Um, and then you're making pump films for the team to watch right before the game. So you're putting together these little one- to three-minute movies of inspiration huh. and, and, and putting in our clips with it. So all that different stuff and uh, w- was was great for my development in the video job. And I did that for a while. Uh, I gained responsibilities as time went on um, when I moved in the director of operations job, which I was kind of doing that and overseeing the video for a couple years and then officially got named director of ops in the 15, I'm trying to think here, the 15-16 season. Yeah. So no, you said you weren't allowed, so you weren't allowed on the floor even during practice. You just had to watch film? 
No, I could be down on the floor. I couldn't instruct. So oh. when you're a graduate assistant, you're able to be out there, pass. In the NBA, it's different. You know, they don't restrict anybody from being on the floor. In college basketball, um, the graduate assistants can be out there and help rebound and, and, and pass for the guys, and, you know, be in drills and practice and so to help the coaches. Once you're in one of those support staff roles of video coordinator or um, director of basketball operations, now you're in a, in a role that you can't be on the floor active with the guys. It's really hard, especially when you want to coach or you have a coach's right. mind like I do. And But it's also where you learn the most about running the organization. You, you learn the most about how to, how to do things. So you're forced to think a different way develop sure and it's really hard but it's it's incredibly beneficial if you can if you could get through it <laughs> if you can get through it which luckily enough i it was coach is the best and you know he was so supportive of me the entire time here and has been so um you know but yeah i learned and then doing the operations job the director of ops job you know you're running the whole program from a from a basketball operation standpoint from travel overseeing the travel um, overseeing your players' daily lives, knowing everything going on with them, overseeing the entire support staff, overseeing the video coordinator, the graduate assistants, um, making sure everything is scheduled appropriately, making sure we're all basically everything's getting done so we can focus on basketball at the highest level. Right. So, so now, now that you're a coach, I mean, you're obviously on the on the court coaching. Do you ever like during a scrimmage? Do you ever hop in there and play against the players? No, I don't feel like it would be beneficial for our relationship. <laughs> I would, I would realize I'm not going to be able to compete with these dudes. So I got to do something crazy because I'm from the cold region to, 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 to hang. And I don't think we need me going in there and getting physical. So no, it's uh, but during drills and whatnot. Yes. You know, when I work guys out, I will uh, try to simulate live action or live play for them. I'll do drills with them where I might be handling the ball and be the passer or, you know, I'll be the passer for them in drills, defend them in certain aspects of individual workouts, but try to stay away from getting into competitive environments with them. <laughs> now, what about like just a shooting contest? I mean, you still have your three or, 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 or yeah, it... I like to mess around a little bit, but, but even that now I, I've realized there's no reason to, um, but I've realized that it doesn't matter if I make shots, it matters if they do. So I better just worry about their shots. So <laughs> that's a, that's a good, philosophy. Uh, I try to, yeah, I try to just make it about them developing and, and, and making sure that they're getting the best possible care they can. Now, I mean, obviously you're going to say you, you like all your former players, but who's like the coolest uh, alumni player who's come back. Maybe someone from when you were a kid, you idolized that kind of come back and watch practice and, you know, kind of did whatever. That's a great question. I don't think anybody's ever asked me. That's good. Hmm. You know, I, I think that's a great question. Might have stumped you there. It's a tough one too, man. It's a tough one because I love so much the tradition of Villanova basketball. Um, I, You know what it really, Alfredo, I think when, when I met Coach Massimino for the first time, I, I hate to take it away from players. Because mm-hmm. um, all the players are great in their own way. And you get to meet guys from the 85 team. You get to meet guys from the, the 1960s teams, the 71 team that was great at Villanova. Um, 
you get to meet guys who played with my uncle in the early nineties and the late eighties with, uh, you know, I coached with Doug West here. Um, you know, I got, I got, I, I personally know all the 85 team, the first team that won it. And then, you know, Terry, Terry Kittle, Eric Evers, all those guys are all, they all come back. We do such a great job. Coach Wright has done an amazing job of connecting all the generations of Villanova basketball history and, and connecting all of them and keeping them connected as family. Um, so I, it's very hard for me to even answer that because I've gotten to appreciate sure. and love so many of these guys. But what I will tell you is when I got to meet Coach Massimino and, and he knew who I honestly, when he knew who I was, and he'd come back and he'd say, George, how are you, Georgie? You know, and he called me Georgie. Yeah. Give me a hug and give me a little kiss on the cheek. And I'm like, man, I'm part of this family, man. There, there was nothing. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And God, you know, God bless him. And, you know, he, he, he lost a long, tough battle uh, this past year. Um, and he was such an amazing, um, just representative of everything that's great about Villanova and someone for all of us to look up to um, as a person who, who built this and, and was a great coach at Villanova. And Coach Wright looked up to him, obviously. He gave him his chance here um, as an assistant and uh, just an unbelievable mentor and the, the godfather, really, the godfather sure. of Villanova basketball. And to be able to know him and spend time around him and be around him um, – for the years I was, was incredibly special. That's awesome. Now, a, a tournament. I mean, how, how cool is it to, I mean, obviously to, to be in a tournament and then, you know, you guys win two national championships. I mean, as a coach, do you, do you still get nervous before a guy takes a shot or before a game? Or, or is that kind of, it's more of an objective and, and very, you know, methodical approach to the game? I think we do... We, we do such a good job of trying to, and it's not that you don't have natural feelings because you do, you know, you always have those little pensive natural feelings, but sure. um, you get into those environments. And the, once you get into them, the, you know, the first time for everything, yeah, you feel it a little more for sure. And then you kind of, when you get there the next time you're like, Oh, we've been here before. All right. We know how to handle this. So anytime you can go back, you can look back and have experiences, obviously it helps. So going through the 16, just to give an example of that, going through 16 and obviously being on that stage with North Carolina in that incredible game, yeah, I mean, you definitely felt the, the tension of it more, but you got to do your job. Right. And we talk so much about preparing to be successful, preparing, building, we, we talk about building habits to be successful in the most difficult situations. So that, that's why we create habits every day. We work on those habits from day one when our guys come here in June where we're constantly talking about being able to be the best possible team we can by the end of the year. And we're building those habits starting in day one. Now, obviously, when you get in those environments and the magnitude of them get to the scale they can get to, it's, uh, it's an amazing thing. It's incredible to be a part of, but we try our best to keep it about the 94 by 50 feet mm -hmm. and about playing for our coaches and teammates, you know, and I think our guys did a tremendous job of that this year. Um, as a staff, you know, I think we've been there before and we, we hope to get there again, but there's no guarantee. Um, so what you do, you, you get those experiences and you realize what it's going to take. And then you just focus on the things you can control. So sure. we talk so much about focusing on the things we can't control 
and, and playing the game the way we, we want to play it, executing our game plan. And, and, and we're, if we do that for each other, we'll, we'll live with the results. Now, now are you, are you the head recruiter right now? There's no head recruiter on our staff. Coach Wright wants all of us to be able to do everything, which is, I think, great because to be a head coach, you better hope you, you have a feel for being able to do everything or have a feel for understanding for everything. Um, but we all recruit. We all have guys. We talk maybe a little more, but we also all do things as a team, and we all get involved. In, uh, at some point, we will all get involved with the recruit. Um, here at Villanova because coach wants them to truly feel like they're becoming part of a family. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned head coach. I mean, is that, is that an aspiration down the road? I mean, you know, Villanova is arguably, you know, one of the best, this is one of the best runs in, in NCAA, you know, college ball, you know, b- basketball history. I mean, of course you want to be a head coach, but how hard would it be to, to leave, you know, for even for the right opportunity? Oh, it would be, it would be very hard, um, but I definitely want to be a head coach. I definitely want to try to coach at the highest level um, and, and get an opportunity to do so, you know, and you got to take chances on yourself at some point. Um, so I'm confident that I'll know when that time is right and that time will present itself when, when I'm ready for the opportunity and the opportunity is ready for me. And as long as I keep working as hard as I can here at Villanova and doing it the right way for coach, um, you know, great things will happen. Now, you say the highest level. I mean, are you, are you open to pro basketball or do you want to stay in, in, in the college game? I, I always keep an open mind to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. Um, but uh, right now I, I'm only focused on being at Villanova and doing a great job here in my role as an assistant coach. But, yeah, I, I'm intrigued by, by the pro level. The NBA level is obviously um, – you're dealing with the great, greatest players in the world and the best talent in the world. Um, and that challenge obviously excites me um, as well. But I, I love it here. I love what I'm doing. I love how I'm impacting guys' lives and helping to develop them to get to that next level, um, wherever that may be, whether it be in the NBA or play professionally or, or some guys moving on to a career and whatever their, um, you know, their next endeavor is. So I, I just enjoy part of the, the, what I'm doing right now, and I'm enjoying the journey of that. And, you know, I, whatever challenges present themselves moving forward, I'll, I'll take them on enthusiastically in the same way. Right. Now, you, you know, you mentioned, you, you know, you're playing with the best players in the world. Obviously, Villanova, you get, you know, the best college players in the country. How is it coaching? I mean, is it, are you, do you feel, not, not taking anything away from your coaching, but do you feel almost a little bit spoiled sometimes? Like, wow, these, these kids have such incredible ability. Does that make your coaching a little easier or, or does it make it actually more challenging in a lot of ways? No, there's great coaches everywhere. And we know that. Um, you're, when you get kids who buy into your culture and buy into doing things for each other, and they have a great talent, you have a chance to do special things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're not naive to think that we don't have incredible, talented players. We do. And we're so thankful and fortunate <clears throat> every day to have them. And, and you have to work hard in recruiting to identify oh, those absolutely. kids. Because that's, the, that's what, what they have great. They've come from great families or people who have raised them to be able to put them in positions where they're at right now, um, especially the group that we've had this year in the last, 
obviously five years we had we've had a great five year run here. Um, but you know, I, I think whenever you get kids who have talent who buy completely in and do things for each other and with each other and play for each other at the level that our guys have played at with their talent, special things happen. Sure. So and it takes everybody. It takes it's it, it's we always say everybody's role is different, but everybody's status is the same. So we talk to our guys constantly. Jalen Brunson is just as important as Denny Grace was, who was our senior walk-on this year. Denny Grace is just as important as Jalen Brunson. Nobody is more important than each other. We're all in this together. And we constantly talk about being in this together for each other. And we, we, we truly have gotten our guys who have that character within them to understand that's the best chance to win and by giving it all up for your brothers and for your coaches and teammates, you're going to individually get what you want to, and we're going to have success as a team. Now, uh, a more important question here is, do you and Coach Wright share the same tailor? Did he pass on a tailor to you, or, or do you get your, your suits <laughs> elsewhere? I, I've got my suits elsewhere. Um, it, it's you could always find something nice off the rack and get it cut up the right way. You got to find somebody who knows how to do that. But, um, you know, I've, no, coach has his guy. He does, he does an amazing, amazing job for coach as everybody talks about. Um, we try to make sure we don't make coach look bad on the sidelines <laughs> with him. Yeah. Coach Flannery, you could tell coach, coach, write this coach Flannery did say that he, uh, he uses a little, uh, Little dye upstairs on the hair, but that that that's coming from Coach, <laughs> that's coming from Coach Flannery, not from me. So don't don't get me in trouble. I'll, I'll let Flan say all those things. I'm good. I'm <laughs> out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's the thing? I mean, I know you're close to the coal region up in you know down in Villanova, but you know what do you miss uh, about growing up in Pottsville? I mean, you know, you, you, I know you mentioned CYO basketball, St. Pat's. I mean. Do you ever bring any of those St. Pat's uh, wisdom on out to the Villanova court or anything like that? You know, it, it's it's interesting because uh, Kevin Cuff and Moose Marshall, David, you know, Marshall, but my, my, they're right, my best Moose. friends, and, and Pat Cortez, those three guys, um, we all, we're all actually getting together. Um, a couple of them are, you know, expecting babies, and Moose is a father, and I'm so proud of those guys, and they're um we're all gonna do a uh a, a guys weekend next weekend for memorial day together oh um, nice and, and we get together we get together a decent amount of time down here because we all live in the greater philadelphia area so we reminisce and, and get to reminisce a lot about our our past and just nothing's changed so what i will say is you know with those guys being in my life at the level they are and being able to be you know a best man in their wedding or being their wedding party and be as close that we all as we all have been like I feel like I always have home with me you know my brother lives down the street my little sister's here my brother Chris and, and, and my sister Sarah all have both have great jobs and are doing well and they're both in Conshohocken where I live so I feel like we're all still in this together and uh I don't feel like I'm far away from home um in, in terms of being around the people I'm around down here but you know I think the day-to-day -day, um just 
you know, I miss so badly. I love Roma pizza. I love going to see Big Pete and Little <laughs> Pete. I miss those days. I remember going there so much in high school and just hanging out with them and, and talking and, and, and just getting an unbelievable, the best slice of pizza I think in the world. And I tell that to everybody. Um, but just, um, just the people, you know, such incredible people at home um, and such a connection, have such a, a appreciation for each other and, and, and pride for each other. Um, but you always feel it, you know, wherever you're at. So um, obviously there's things I definitely just miss, you know, I get nostalgic about um, and, and Pottsville is an amazing place to grow up, you know, playing at Absolutely. Rotary Little League and, you know, just uh, going to play hoops at JFK courts in the summertime and uh, all that stuff, you know, being at Ivy side, swimming in the summers and you know you, you you look back and you're like man we had it good yeah, we had oh, good yeah. families and, who took great care of us and loved us and um you know i think we all are trying to do our part to represent um our families the best we can now in our own lives now were you a pubs guy in rotary little league i was a pubs guy yeah, yeah. I, I have a weird i could i could kind of tell you who, who played for who i don't even know why i knew that but somehow i, I figured out <laughs> I, I was a England. I was a England guy. guy. We we beat you guys a couple of years, so you know. I, I actually knew you were a England guy too. I think it's uh, I think it's all part of it. I think we all know. I think we all probably have the scouting reports. Yeah, I know. know yeah, like the certain our, qualities. Our tendencies at the plate. You know, <laughs> all I knew was I remember playing. Pat Pat Cortez played for Penn Bank. Yeah. Moose Moose played for Economy, and Kevin played over in uh in Railway. So you know, we didn't have to worry about him in baseball. Like I'm just thinking about my best friends, but I'm like. I remember Pat was a great home run hitter, and I'm yeah. like, I just remember make sure you try to throw the ball in the dirt because if it's, it's it's around the plate, it might not be uh, in the ballpark. So it's so funny, man. It's uh, you know, I'm just so proud of 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 everything we were we were able to be a part of it. You know, I think one of the things I do miss more than anything um, from home too is just being able to be around my dad um, and mom, and and you know, just seeing them every day or, or getting to see them every couple of days and, you know, watching game film with my dad after every high school basketball game and, and staying up late at night and breaking it down. Um, you know, having him show me a couple of things on the court, you know, little, little, little nuances on the court, taking me out to the driveway, and, you know, having my mom yelling out to me, are you ever coming in the house? <laughs> you know, it's getting too late. Um, just, and, and just having her unconditional love and support every day, you know, it, you, you 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 appreciate that you had such great parents and and family, um, and I think that's what a lot of people feel they they were able to get being from where we're from. Oh, absolutely. Well, George, thanks so much. I really appreciate you taking the time. This uh, I think people are really going to enjoy this. So, thanks again. No, thanks a lot, man. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, and this is awesome. So, thanks for everything you're doing for for home, man. It's uh. No, it's my pleasure. It's important. It's it's neat just to you know talk to people and and reconnect with people. So, you know, I, I get a kick out of this too. So, I'm, I'm definitely helping myself well, with this too. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. I'm really I'm really appreciative that you had me on and, and humbled that you asked me to be on there. All right, George. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. I'll email you a link to this. All right, thanks, George. All right, thanks, man. Bye, bye. You got it. See you. Bye. Thank you for listening, George. Again, was kind enough to to join us and generous enough, and. Um, we will be back next week with another episode. And again, if you guys have any 
suggestions for interviews, please send my way. I, I do follow up on pretty much everyone uh, that reaches out to me. And also, just please keep telling people, uh, trying to get this uh, podcast going a little bit. See you next week.